1: Welcome, it is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Great to have you with us on this Monday, and we have got, gosh, a lot to talk about. Do not worry, we're going to be covering the latest on Hunter Biden, also the latest uh, on the impeachment inquiry, but before we get to that, I, I just want to take a moment and I, to talk about how incredibly disappointed I am in the Pope. And and let me even go a a step further than that, how disappointed I am in leaders now who claim to be faith leaders. And I'm talking about multiple religions. I'm not going to just, I'm not picking on just one I'm talking about in general. Now, the Pope has come out and this is many other, you know, other faiths have, have, have pandered and moved this way. And the Pope has said that priests can now bless same sex unions, He says, quote, requests should not, keywords should not be subject to moral analysis. All right, let's break that down. And this is coming, I'm going to read this to you from the Associated Press because I think it's important that you understand uh, just how crazy this world has gone. And I'm talking about those are supposed to be speaking truth in the world and not kowtowing to the pressure of, of, of the radical extreme left. The Pope has now approved blessings for same-sex couples that must not resemble marriage. Must not resemble marriage? If you're blessing it, it's going to be the same thing. Pope Francis formally approved letting Catholic priests bless same-sex couples. The Vatican announced Monday a radical shift in policy that's aimed at making the church quote, more inclusive while maintaining its strict ban on gay marriage. Well, if you're going to have a strict ban on gay marriage, then doing this is not maintaining a strict ban on gay marriage. What you're saying is we're softening. Now, the problem that I have here and the part that makes me so frustrated is the fact that we, and and this has been happening in churches, whether you're evangelical, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian. People have been trying to grab attendance as attendance numbers in church have gone down. You can argue over what has made faith start to die out in this country and also around the world. Uh, I would argue that faith is actually dying out for the complete opposite reason of what they think it is in the church. They think it's because we become too right and wrong and too legalistic. They think uh, many in the church have, have argued that, well, we're just we're not inclusive and we're not happy enough and we're not kind enough and we're not supportive enough uh, of other people's ideals and lifestyles and as culture changes. So therefore we need to become more inclusive, more, we need to be kinder to people that are living in sin. Now everyone sin, sins, right? I've sinned. I've all sins are equal, right? So bad or not bad. It doesn't, people, how we grade it on earth, sins are sin. I've made Massive mistakes in my life. And if we're all being intellectually honest, everyone that's listening right now, I think you would agree the same way that we've made mistakes. But what's happened in whether it's the Catholic Church, whether it is in the evangelical church, Baptist church, Methodist, a lot of them, right? I, I, I'm not picking on one religion. I want to make that clear is that we've changed what faith is now, we've changed what church is now. It's now become a numbers game. The biggest pastors who are growing the fastest in this country among all congregations, doesn't really matter which one it is, they have one thing in common. They're all about being funny and entertaining and preaching entertainment, not offending people. Notice I use the word offending right not offending people that's their main core thing let's don't offend anybody with actual gospel we're going to be kumbaya because if we're kumbaya then there is a genuine authentic belief that if we are kumbaya more people will show up next week look what's happened since that that doctrine has been accepted across multiple faiths look at all the churches that have decided to go that route and and to, and to, to whether it's bless same sex couples or perform same sex marriages or whatever it may be that they're standing and changing because they're wanting to be quote more inclusive and and, and 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 kumbaya what's happened religion has actually died off even more because what you're doing is you're alienating your core base that actually wants to be to go to a church that is actually, or, or to be under a, a priest or someone who is actually saying, yes, there is right and wrong. We have this in, in the world, too much of it right now. We have way too much of this right now. And people want to go to a place where, where, where you can speak the truth. People want to go to a place where you can be honest. People want to go and sit with people that are going to tell you the truth, and they want that. Okay, like that's what they want, folks. And this, when you see the Pope, I, I, I want to be clear about this. I think there are two catastrophic things that have happened with the Catholic Church. Number one, the fact that they still have not done the right thing um, with the priests that have abused children. They have still have priests that have ach- abused children that they have still protecting at this moment around the world. They have moved around predators that they know are Predators. And they have done this because, and, and they've not taken care of the victims the way that they should have. That's number one. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest downfalls of Catholicism. But the second one is, is you have now a Pope that is no longer, not a Pope, he's a panderer. Pope Francis is not a Pope in the traditional sense. He's a panderer. He's the pandering Pope. When you formally approve letting Catholic priests bless same-sex couples, you're not a Pope. You're, 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 a, you're, you're a pandering Pope. You're not a real leader. You're a follower. Now, the Vatican statement uh, had a lot of people that were excited about this, right? And then there were some that were even mad about it. Some LGBTQ plus advocates warned it, quote, underscores the church's ideas that gay couples remain inferior to heterosexual partnerships, right? So, even in the pandering from Pope Francis. He still didn't win everybody over. The left is still mad at him. The LGBTQIA++ group, right, is, is, is furious saying, oh, so you guys in the Catholic Church still think that gays remain inferior to heterosexuals, right? So they're not happy. So the, did the pandering work there? Is it going to bring in a bunch more LGBTQIA people? I don't think so. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. And then what you did is you actually alienated, I think, the core of your base in the Catholic Church. These documents from the Vatican's Doctrine Office elaborated on a letter that Francis sent to two conservative cardinals that that, that was published in October. In the preliminary response, Francis suggested such blessings could be offered under some circumstances if the blessings weren't confused with the, quote, ritual of marriage. Well, what do you think the blessing actually is? The new document repeats that conditions. That condition and elaborates on it, reaffirming that marriage is a lifelong union between a man and a woman. So so you're going to bless something that is not a union between a man and a woman. That's pandering while saying that that's separate from what you're now blessing, which is something that is clearly not in the teaching of the Catholic faith. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not Catholic. Okay, I'm not. But I am using this moment as a warning. And I want to be clear, especially as we're going into, of all seasons, the Christmas holidays, we have got to stop worrying, and churches and pastors have to stop worrying about uh, offending people that are sitting there in the audience. And you need to be bold about what the teachings are. You don't have to be mean. You can be compassionate, you can be loving, you can be kind, but it doesn't mean that you have to pander. I mean, the, the Catholic Church is, in essence, now a, a massive ship. The Vatican is a massive ship that's, that has that, that purposely unscrewed their rudder and is out to sea and believes they're still going to be able to go on a straight line. It's not going to work. The Catholic Church is the biggest boat in the sea right now that has no rudder and is going anywhere, just in circles and round and round and round. And they think that they're actually still on a straight line. This is insanity. This doesn't make any sense logically. Yet here we are having this conversation where the Pope Francis comes down and says, "Yes, yet again we are going to do more harm i believe to Catholicism and do it in a way that says, I don't know, marriage is still between one man and one woman, but we we want to we need people coming so badly and financially supporting the Catholic Church that what we're going to do is say, well, will bless you, you, you know, you, we'll bless you if you are same sex, but just as long as it's not called a marriage, right? Here's our caveat. If you were in the Catholic Church, I, I would be upset about this. If you're in the Catholic Church, I'd be very, very, um, I, I would actually say I would be angry about this. I, I would be asking more than, I mean, how many times if you're in the Catholic Church, are you going to look the other way? Before you demand that there be a change that's that's a, that's another question that I, that I do want to ask of people that are listening especially if you were Catholic how long are you going to sit there before you say enough stop destroying what brought me here in the first place because you're never going to be able to replace all of the people that show up on Sunday mornings with other people by pandering. Look at other faiths that have tried to pander. It didn't work out well for them. It never works out for them well for them. And you want to know why? Because it's pandering and people see through it. So then you get lukewarm people on both sides. And lukewarm people are not the people that show up on a regular basis. Lukewarm people aren't the people that get involved in Catholic missions and Catholic charities, right? Those are not the people that are going to be your next leaders. So then you're just going to wither away as, as a very important group of people. But if you are Catholic tonight, I, I, I would hope that you're upset over this. Because this is absolutely advocating and wanting to have it both ways. One other point I'll make real quick. And you can tweet at me. I know some of you are going to be upset by what I said, and I'm totally fine with that. You can tweet at me at Ben Ferguson Show on Instagram, at Ben Ferguson Podcast, Parlor and Facebook, Ben Ferguson Podcast or Ben Ferguson Show. You can send me your comments, and I'll take your phone calls as well. But one other thing I will say is if you want to know what's happening in the world and the demise of the world, this is just another significant example of it. If you want to know how we got to a part where we have people in Congress that defend the terrorists that behead babies, and you want to know what got us to us, it's, it's the fact that we've lost faith in, 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 in religion in this country. We used to have a moral compass, folks. We don't anymore. When we don't, what happens is the AOCs of the world show up and they gain power. And they have an audience because at the end of the day, people are looking for something bigger than themselves, usually at some point in their life. They're looking for something bigger than themselves. They're looking for answers to tough questions. They'll find it somewhere. And when you water down your faith, they're going to go somewhere else. And that's why we're in the scenario and the situation that we're in right now. We've had some moments in this past year that have been encouraging. I I, I go back to Bud Light. You look at what happened to Bud Light and Bud Light sales will never be what they were before. I truly believe that because there was a line there that was crossed that was just too far for many people to reach. It was just too much. It was like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't go there. I'll never drink a Bud Light again. Unless I'm literally about to die, and that's the only liquid there is. And even then, I'd wait a little bit longer and get closer to death before I drink it. And then eventually, I would say, screw it, I'm going to. But I'd never, I would never purposely buy it or drink it ever again. It was at a game the other night with one of, my, one of my dear friends, and he was like, hey, you want a beer? I was like, sure, just as long as it's not a Bud Light, I'd rather have water. And I meant it when I said it, and he laughed because he knew I wasn't joking. Don't bring me that. There are encouraging moments and things that have happened this past year that gives me excitement that maybe we're turning the corner and people are willing to fight back. And as soon as I get excited, then the Pope, I mean, in this way, approving the blessings for same-sex couples, that, uh, then they do something like this. The Catholic Church, by the way, and this is something I, I keep trying to explain to people, doesn't exist without the people All you have to do if you're a member of the Catholic faith is is say we refuse to comply with this and we refuse to agree with it. As a group, you're in charge. The pope is not. He's supposed to serve you. It's the problem that we have, the same problem we have in politics today. We think these people get into power and then 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 they forget that we are the ones that can decide to change. We're the ones that can say no to these people that we don't have dictators and tyrants. We're not supposed to. But when we keep bowing down to them and not standing up to them, the pendulum keeps going more and more to the extreme. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll get your phone calls in here. We'll be right back.
2: Mark Levin.
3: Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Don't be left in the dark. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' Downside of the Digital Dollar Report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. It digs into concerns about privacy, cybersecurity, and more. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free Downside of the Digital Dollar Report today by texting LEVIN to 68592, that's L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Welcome. It is the Marco
1: Ben Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. Nice to be with you. And I do want to get some of your phone calls in here, get your reaction to Pope Francis, formally approved wedding. Catholic priests bless same sex couples. The Vatican announced that today. Uh, what does this mean moving forward? And I, this is, the, I, I think, the death of religion, not just in this country, but in the world. What we are witnessing right now is the um, race to the bottom, pander at all costs. Do whatever you have to do to to, to think that you're reaching out and bringing in new people. And then what you do is you water it down. And then water down people usually aren't going to be showing up and being very committed to your faith or your church or or, or to reach out. And then the churches end up dying. Look at churches now. There's two things that catastrophically have happened to faith. One, many churches are less than half of the attendance they were pre-COVID because people didn't go to church for well over a year. And it absolutely decimated faith, not being able to go and worship. That's number one. And number two is the pandering. These pastors now, they're obsessed with social media and obsessed with being famous on social media and are obsessed with, you know, people loving them and not offending people. That's also a massive problem. It's a massive, massive, massive issue. And now we're witnessing it with the Pope himself which is insane. one 381 3811 one 381 Let's get some of your phone calls in here. We'll go to Mike, line one. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello.
0: Hi, Ben. How are you? Nice. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking, uh, you know, I think part of the, the issue that we have is Uh, the churches have to open the doors to a lot more people just to basically keep their doors open to run the operational. All right. so,
1: So my question is, do we open the doors to all people or to all sins? I'm going to let you answer that. Hold on, because it sounds like what you're saying is we need to open the door to all sins. We'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Don't be left in the dark. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. It digs into concerns about privacy, cybersecurity, and more. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free Downside of the Digital Dollar Report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
4: This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811.
1: Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. And I usually try not to go in too deep on the issues of religion, because when you do, then people get offended. They get frustrated. They're like, you you know, you don't say anything bad about my church or where I go. And I understand that. But I do think we need to have a bigger conversation about morals. And Pope Francis formally approving letting Catholic priests bless same-sex couples. The Vatican announced, is a radical agenda item And I want to make it clear I think it's wrong. And I think there's a problem right now uh, with all face. And that is that there's way too much pandering going on. There's entirely too much pandering. And everybody right now just wants to make sure that they, you know, don't offend people and how many people are sitting in the pews and how do we get more people in the idea that you get more by by offending no one, then more people are going to show up is a recipe for disaster of any faith. Now, I want to go back to Mike on line one, Mike, you made a point beforehand, and and I want to make sure we expand on this because you said that you believe that religion nowadays is basically like politics. It's all about the money. I agree with you. And it's about, they just want how, how famous am I? How many Instagram followers do I have? How many Twitter followers I have? I have a podcast. I hope you download it kind of thing. I mean, pastors are doing uh, all these things that, that, that celebrities do to try to become famous and I asked myself, is it even about the people anymore? Is it even about faith anymore? Is it even about speaking truth to to society anymore? I'm not sure it is for many of them. Your thoughts?
0: Uh, no, I, I don't believe it is. I think um, people are trying to make money and do their work the best way they can. Uh, I, I believe, I, you know, I thought a lot about the answer. And uh, I think it, it's kind of some, like some of the other things you leave it up to the people. There's still some of those good, uh, you know, back road preachers that still sing out of those song books and everything every Sunday. And if that, um, you know, if that type of church doesn't suit you uh, there still are some of those out there. Uh, unfortunately, I have seen where, you know, some of the churches start to transform over to, uh, you know, coffee shops and, um, feel good sessions instead of straight out of the Bible, you know, like the old apostolic and Pentecostal, you know, days where even they have kind of modified, you know, how they've uh, reached out to people. And
1: I'm not saying that that things don't change and you don't adapt in general, but the pandering is my point. It's, it's the pandering that I have a part with uh, a problem with. It is this, I mean, the Catholic Church, we're now at the point where the Catholic Church is out there saying you can formally uh, uh, let Catholic priests bless same-sex marriage. Like, if you want to know it when the Catholic Church w- started to die publicly, this is when it started to die publicly. Now, I, I would argue it's already started to die internally uh, when when they, when, when they uh, refused to do the right thing when they had their priests abusing children, But publicly, this is when I do think it happened, where it's like they're now just openly saying, like, hey, whatever we think might get more people to attend, then so be it. And that is the death of any faith. Mike, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Let me go to Natalie, line four. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Hello.
5: Hi, how are you?
1: Doing well. How Um, are you?
5: I was calling. I'm well, thank you. Um, I'm a lifelong Catholic. Uh, I'm in my early 60s. I am. Fully on on board with what you're saying, I am disgusted with this Pope, but it didn't take this for me to be disgusted with him. I've been disgusted with him for a long time. I believe that he is not a Pope of the true teachings of Christ or of God the Father. He is, I believe, one, there there are priests that have been inserted into the Church to help destroy it from within. It's not that much different than what's happened in our government. That, you know communism communism does not allow for faith because if you have faith in god you are beholden to god and you're not beholden to the government so this is working in tandem um that, that the church is being distorted with from within so that the government can become all-powerful pushing toward a one
1: world order this and okay <laughs> so let me let me ask you this for and, and i'm not trying to cut off the point you're making but i want to get back to the core point here If what you're saying is true, that there are people in the church that aren't speaking the gospel and the the teachings of the church, then why is it that the Catholic church is not standing up and saying, we don't want a Pope Francis, that this is what Pope Francis looked like, we don't want him anymore, this is not of the teachings, this is you as a radical individual trying to change an entire faith that's been around for I don't even know how many years.
5: Well, this faith has been around since Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is who established the Catholic that, faith.
1: But, but, but that, that's the, the point I'm making: is is why are you letting this guy as a member of the church, and why isn't why aren't the members standing up and saying we're done with Pope Francis, and this is an egregious offense that means that we're done with you?
5: There are many who are. There are many of us do not like him and have spoken out against it. We don't have the power to remove him,
1: unfortunately.
5: But, but I, because, and I know there are many who do not like him. I speak to many people amongst my own, my own parish. So, so, then,
1: so then, and again, I'm not Catholic, but I, I'll give you an example. Then why not have a national, a national day of protest where Catholics do not go to mass? To, to, to make it very clear that there's a, that, the, that you're alienating your base uh, of your church and therefore, you need to see what happens if we all stop showing up, if you continue to go down this path.
5: Well, that sounds like a good idea, except that would be pretty tough to organize a whole nation not going to church. I, that sounds, but the other part of this is you don't, I go to church not for specifically, if, if I don't care for the, what the priest is telling me. And I feel he's not professing what is the truth. I, don't, I find a different Catholic church and a different priest. But the thing is, you go to church for the graces that you receive from the Mass. You go to church to give worship to God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you go to church to receive the Eucharist and offer that sacrifice to God. So we don't only go to church to get something.
1: I, I, I get that. I, I, I understand it. and I, I, I'm not, and again, I, I want to be careful. I don't go down this road of, of an argument over faith itself. I'm saying if the leader of your church is Pope Francis and he comes out and approves blessings for same-sex couples, how is that not a line in the sand for all the the, the people that go to the Catholic Church? Because if that's not your line and and, and, and total reform of the church after what they did to to young kids, then is there a line?
5: Well, I do believe that there is a line, and I have a funny feeling this will be a big line. I think you'll hear many—this many, only just happened, right? You may very well hear many, 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 many people speak up and say, uh-uh. No, no, no. You, Pope Francis, might say this, but God did not. God would say no. That's, is
1: between- that's the point, and that's what I was hoping to hear tonight from somebody in the Catholic faith like you're not god you're not god and this you may say this but this is not what the teachings of god are that's where we've that's where we're losing in faith today is that people are not willing to say that to power
5: i am i'm willing to i've said it to people many times when people say the church has to adapt no the church is what god is what god said and jesus said what the church is that's it not what we say it should be, or, well, it's 2023, so, no. God is, was, and always will be. He is constant. He is not, he, unchanging. What he said, he said. I have a relative, a very close relative, who is in a gay marriage. I did not go to her reception, her wedding. I cannot do that. Not because I'm mean, but because God says this is not a marriage. I, you do what you want. This is your life. You'll be happy. But I can't participate in that. And I do speak out, and I do say, this is not what God said. Jesus did not say this. Jesus did not tell the adulterous woman, you're forgiven, I don't judge you, but it's okay if you go do it again, because he said, don't do it again. So I have no problem saying, nope, this is my line. I've had, had, my line was a long time ago with this Pope. He has no business preaching, telling people what about the, the, the environment, the climate. There's one
1: yeah, I I was just say he is a climate change activist more than he is a pope some days of the week. It's shocking to me. And, and who But, but believe- this this but this goes back and let me let me say this last thing to you Natalie and I appreciate your phone call. But this is what has happened now in in many faiths, is they they are now picking activists to lead. Activists. They're they're picking activists to lead, not men of faith. They're picking activists for a radical agenda, hoping that that will recreate and fill the pews. And it's not working. It is a failure. Adam, line five out of Chicago. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hello.
6: Hey, Ben. Thank you so much for uh, uh, taking over for Mark uh, while he's away. But I also wanted to say that, you know, perhaps something that we're not looking at is the fact that um, the faith that you have as a Catholic or any other Christian or whatever your faith may be, is not between you and the Pope or your local parish priest or what have you, it's between you and God. These are vessels of God that serve in His name. And I think that what the Pope is doing by allowing priests to bless uh, gay weddings is reemphasizing that God loves you, whether you're gay, straight, or what have you, it's your choice as to whether or not you want to follow his teachings. But no matter what, God will always love you, and the church will always be there to reemphasize his love towards you. But,
1: but, but when you are—when you are the church is officially blessing something, and this is where I would give you massive pushback, okay— Uh, there's a difference between loving people and then blessing people, right? Blessing uh, means that you are advocating, supporting. Uh, I'm going to the definition here, right, of blessing someone. God's favor and protection, favor. So what does the word favor mean? Favor means support. In religion, literally a blessing is the is 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 blessing something with grace holiness spiritual redemption or divine will grace said before after a meal is another example right of uh of, a, of, a, of an example a prayer asking for god's favor and protection a, a priest gave a blessing as a ship was launched like blessing means advocacy for support for under you know uh, 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 it, fond thoughts of I'm blessing this marriage right I'm asking for your 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 daughter's hand and I'm asking for your blessing in that you the fact that the pope is saying and this is where I'm going to get angry or animated is maybe a better way of saying it you cannot tell me that in the same sentence right this is pandering he's not a pope he's a panderer When you approve blessings for same sex couples in the words that I just used, I didn't come up with them. I didn't come up with a definition of blessing, the the, the meaning of blessing, and then say, as long as it doesn't resemble same sex marriage, uh, it, it, it is absolutely that you're blessing the same sex couple for being a same sex couple. You're going as a same sex couple and saying, please bless this. And they're saying okay to it. The Pope has now approved that. So you can't have it both ways, Adam, and say, well, he's just, I, I, I'm fine with blessing a person individually, but when you start asking me to bless the sin, that's the point where you say, no, like if you come to me as an individual and you have—you—you—you you, you are sinning, right? And you say, I want you to pray for me and I want you to, 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 to bless me. But if I walk in, I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm operating a sex trafficking ring and I want you to bless it. I would hope the Pope would say no. If I walked in and said, I, 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 I'm, I'm operating a drug cartel, I would hope that the Pope would say no to blessing my drug cartel. If I came in and said, hey, I'm the founder and creator of, a, of one of the biggest porn sites in, in the world. And I want you to bless my business, which is the pornography business. I would hope that the Pope would say no. Like, like the idea that that it should be blessed is is total lunacy on a level that we that, that, that I've never seen. Well, I take that back. The leadership of the Catholic Church has still has men. That, have, that, that they have moved around, that they have not fired, who have been accused uh, uh, of abusing sexually children in the church. Let's not forget that. I said the leadership. But when your leaders are now saying we're going to approve blessings for same-sex couples, and then immediately say, but they must not resemble marriage, what else does it resemble? Eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven ben ferguson filling in for mark levin don't forget you can follow me on facebook twitter instagram ben ferguson podcast and my and my podcast i'd love for you to download it and keep up with me there ben ferguson podcast wherever you get your
3: podcasts. we'll be right back
2: Mark mark
3: levin here folks with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on iras and 401ks don't be left in the dark Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals Downside of the Digital Dollar Report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. It digs into concerns about privacy, cybersecurity, and more. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free Downside of the Digital Dollar Report today by texting LEVIN to 68592, that's L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
1: Welcome back. It is the Marco Ben Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Nice to be with you on this Monday. Point of clarity here. I I just love this. Someone just tweeted. They said uh, they just tweeted it. Me and Mark and they said uh, Ben Ferguson was spewing way too much homophobic garbage. Had to turn it off. Mr. Producer, did I say anything about being gay or lesbian? Not a single thing. Everything I've been talking about is the is the Catholic Church. Pope Francis, and 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 churches pandering and going against what they claim that they believe in. I didn't say anything about anybody being gay or lesbian outside of what the Pope has approved—the blessings for same-sex couples. Th- this is the reason why people are so afraid to stand up for what they believe in. And I tweeted back, I said, "Yep, I'll respond to this one on the air next." This is a liberal lie, and this is how the left has silenced so many conservatives. And more importantly, people of faith, because you talk about this, this conversation that we've just had here. I haven't said anything about being uh, someone who's gay or lesbian or transgender. Not, i not, haven't even broached that subject. I'm talking about the Catholic church and then immediately where they do. Oh, well, when Ben Fer- Ferguson was spewing way too much homophobic garbage, I haven't talked about anybody as a human being being gay or lesbian. I've been talking about the Catholic Church abusing children and covering it up, and then the Pope changing the teachings of the church, basically saying, I, I, I'm smarter than, than, than God. We've not talked about gay or lesbian as an act or a sexuality. And this is the reason why so many people are afraid, and I'm over it now. I I don't know if you've noticed. I'm I'm over it. I don't I don't I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to stand up for what I believe is right. And I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. I'm not afraid if someone is upset because I'm not giving you the warm fuzzy hug through the radio that you want for whatever it is that you're doing or whatever as you are. But this guy, my, whoever the hell Michael Jenkins is, saying that I'm spewing way too much homophobic garbage. Had to turn off. I've said nothing about anything that's homophobic. This is the reason why conservatives are not winning, because we do not stand up for what we believe in when people like this say things that are liberal lies. So, Michael, listen to what I'm saying and stop attacking people for things they never said. More coming up.
0: Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All
1: right, welcome. It is the Mark Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. I-, I need to get this off my chest real quick. And this headline just chapped me. Um, Mr. Producer, you-, you got your earmuffs on, right? I'm about to get a little cranky here. This is an actual headline from CNN, and, and this is the reason why the, the mainstream media is, is nothing but scumbags. They are communists. They are Marxists. They are socialists. They are working for the United States government in every capacity with the, with, and the Democratic Party, which I will say for again on this show, the Democratic Party is dead. They are masquerading as Democrats and they are really socialist, communists and Marxists. And and, and I say all three because some of them affiliate within the Democratic Party in different ways. Right. Like they're 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 this big cesspool of disaster and, and 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 taking away your rights. The Democratic Party is dead, but the what's worse than the Democratic Party is the media that goes out there and, and and puts out their propaganda, no different than what you see in North Korea, no different than what you read in places like Venezuela or Cuba or Russia. This is a real headline from NBC News. Somebody sent this to me and I actually didn't believe it. I clicked on the link because I couldn't believe it. A buddy of mine sent it to me, he's like, can you believe this blank? And I was like, I clicked on it. It was like, no way. This is the headline from NBC News. Senate staffer. Alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in a hearing room is no longer employed. That is the NBC News headline. Are you kidding me? Let's just break down the headline here from these scumbags at NBC News. First of all, it's not alleged. There's pictures and a video of the sex tape of them having gay sex in the Senate room. That's number one. So it's not alleged, okay, by conservative outlets. It's also not alleged by conservative outlets. You guys are reporting on it, and so is everybody else. Number two, the staffer's been fired. So it's not alleged sex. It's like they've admitted it was sex in, the, in, in this room, in this hearing room. And the idea that he's no longer employed because conservative outlets have alleged it is also a lie. Then, under this headline from NBC News. See, I told you, Mr. Producer, get that delay up. Conservative news outlets allege that the aide to Senator Ben Cardin, a Democrat Maryland, appeared in a leaked video showing men having sex in a Senate hearing room. Again, this was not some conservative conspiracy theory. Like, we, we weren't filming gay sex in a Senate hearing room. It was Democrats, funny enough, on the Democratic side of the Senate hearing room who were banging in the Senate hearing room. There's no conservative that came up with this idea. I don't know who Amanda Turkle is, but she sucks at her job and Frank Thorpe V sucks at his job. These are the NBC News reporters. It took two of them to write a story that's a lie about something that actually happened that is real. Quote, Senator Ben Cardin's office has parted ways with a staffer. Well, he was fired. They didn't part ways, so call a fire a fire. He was fired from what we've been told. With a staffer who conservative news outlets, so they're trying to act like this is some conspiracy theory. Who conservative news outlets allege was shown in a leaked video having sex in a Senate hearing room? I'm pretty sure the staffers already admitted on social media that it was him, and it then said anybody that attacks him is tra- is like gay phobia or or, or 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 gay lesbian transgendered LGBTQ phobia. Like, did he, that these that, that you're gay shaming him or something, dude? You're the one that put the like the, let the tape get out there. This dude, whatever the hell his name is, is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. The Maryland Democrats office said in a statement to NBC News on Saturday, which was first obtained by Politico. Let's stop there. Politico is not hardcore conservative news. The idea that Politico is hardcore conservative news is also a lie. So they're lying to you from the for the first two and a half paragraphs at NBC News. Quote, we will have no further comment on this personnel matter. Okay, so so they fired a dude that had sex in a committee room on Friday. The Daily Caller, conservative news outlet, published what it said to uh, what it said was video showing a congressional staffer having sex with an unknown man in the Senate hearing room. It added that the video was shared in a private group for gay men in politics. Conservative outlets then allege that the legislative aide to Cardin was one of the men in the video. Well, if it wasn't him, then I'm pretty sure the Democratic Senator Ben Cardin would would have not fired the person if it wasn't actually that person in the video that apparently you can clearly see in the video is the guy that works for Senator Ben Cardin. But again. This is NBC News now, right? So let's let's all let's all play this up to be conservative conspiracy theory when when two dudes are banging in a Senate room on the Democratic side working for a Democratic senator. NBC News has not confirmed the authenticity of the video or the identities of the participants. Okay, so. At least NBC News is willing to admit, hey, we suck at our job. Like, that's maybe the most truthful thing. Do not laugh at that, Mr. Producer. You know that's an accurate statement. This is the one time that NBC News didn't lie to you when they said NBC News has not confirmed the authenticity of the video or the identities of the participants. Good. You're admitting, hey, we suck at our job. We don't investigate anything we don't like. We didn't we're not trying to confirm that this actually happened and we're not going to identify we're not going to confirm the identities of the participants. So we're just going to tell you this is somehow the conservatives fault that two gay staffers were banging in a Senate room. Uh, 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 on the desk where the public usually goes, and and that somehow the conservatives' fault that this happened on Friday night, the man in question put up a post on LinkedIn saying, "While he had shown quote poor judgment in the past, he would never disrespect my workplace." Well, you did. You were bent over a desk, literally. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know how that's not disrespecting literally your workplace quote this has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda who you love like I don't care who you love I'm not attacking you because of who you love I'm attacking you because you uh, you, you put out a video of you having sex in a senate chamber in a senate hearing room this has been a difficult time for me I would hope so by the way Quote, while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. Well, you did. And that's obviously you're a liar. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated. And I will be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters. Okay, well, if it's not you, then you should have said it's not you. And your employer shouldn't have fired you if it wasn't you. The dude did not return requests for additional comments. Cardin's office initially put out a statement Friday that said, we have seen media reports... From right-wing media, (laughs) as this is a personnel matter and under review, we will not be commenting further at this time. Representative Max Miller, Republican Ohio, also identified the man to conservative outlets as a staffer, staffer who shouted, free Palestine, at him in the halls of Congress while he was speaking with an NBC News reporter. This dude denied the accusations in his LinkedIn post on Friday. Quote, as for the accusations regarding Congressman Max Miller, I have never seen the congressman had no opportunity or cause to yell or confront him, he wrote. NBC News was not able to identify the staffer in the interaction. So, again, at least NBC News told you the news, the, the story, at least true two, two things truthfully in this story. Amanda Turkle is admitting and Frank Thorpe is admitting that they suck at their job twice in this article. Like, we don't actually do any reporting here. We just write up, like, stories that somehow make people think that somehow this may not have happened, and this is a Republican and or conservative conspiracy. Now, let's just, if you Google right now, sex and Senate hearing, let me tell you some of the other headlines, all right? Politico, playbook, Senate staffer out after sex tape scandal. Senate aide, CNN, out of job after purported sex tape apparently filmed in Senate hearing room. The Guardian, Senate staffer lose job after allegedly having sex in hearing room. Then you get to NBC News. Senate staffer alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in hearing room is no longer employed. So it's somehow the Republicans' fault that two guys that are liberal working for a Democrat were banging. Got it. The Senate sex tape, everything we know, Business Insider. New York Post. Senate staffer who allegedly filmed public sex in Congress ousted from Ben Cardin's office. At least the New York Post. God bless them. They get it right. NBC Four, Washington, D.C. Senate staffer alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in a hearing room is no longer employed. So NBC, like across the board, local and national, sticking with the same headline that somehow this may not have happened. Uh, and, and and what we and may not have even been a thing because it's Republicans that are the ones that somehow are the bad guys here. Washington Examiner leaked explicit video appears to show two men having sex in the Senate hearing room. Like if you've seen the stills, which I've seen of this, like there's really no arguing over this. Like it's just not right. It's like there's there's really no arguing over it. And, and, and that's the reason why the dude was fired. Like they're like, this is obviously you having sex in this hearing room and that's frowned upon. Um, So we're we're probably going to we're going to probably say no to that. Right. Like and you're, you're now fired. But what we will do is we'll defend you and tell everybody that it's not really your fault. You were having sex in the Senate hearing room. No, it's what, what we'll do is we'll say it's the Republicans fault because they're the ones that commented on it. And somehow that means that they're evil. This is what we are up against every single day. And I tell you this is another perfect example of do not read every, do not believe everything that you read because this, and again, you now know the facts and then then you read the headline and then you read the story and you realize just how egregious it is. We live in a world right now where we're up is down and down is up and left is right and right is left. I'll give you another example of the, of the insane world that we live in. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu celebrated breaking down barriers with a no whites holiday party this is not a joke the Boston mayor Michelle Wu proudly posted a photo from her no whites allowed uh, uh, elected elected of color holiday party amid backlash over the Exclusionary event, which is clearly racist. Wu, the city's first Asian American mayor, posted an image to her Instagram account on Friday showing a group of smiling colleagues at the dinner party where no white people were allowed or invited. What's even funnier is if you dig into this at all, you would find out that Wu married a white dude. The white dude's not seeing the picture. Now, I want to know if he got out of the picture for the picture, and then the white dude, because he was married to her, was able to get in the, in the at least get the free dinner. I don't know. But no whites are allowed. Wu's husband was either hiding under the table or in the closet, and we're not pictured in the no whites allowed dinner. That's not racist at all. There's nothing that says inclusion like excluding people from a dinner, right? Can I get an amen to that? That's that's who we're electing in this country right now. I'm telling you, if you want to know why Donald Trump's so popular, it is because Donald Trump has had enough, just like I've had enough, I'm no longer afraid to offend people. I don't care if I, if, if speaking truth offends you, okay? I, 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 I sincerely don't care. And the fact that we're living in a world now where we have mayors of major cities like Boston saying, I'm having a Christmas party and white people can't come, Lord, help us. Where we've got universities now where presidents can't be fired because they're women and African-American and protected and they can be anti-Semites and, 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 and defend genocide of Jews at a, at a Senate hearing. God, like we're going to hell in a handbasket, folks. And these are the people that you're teaching your kids And they're the ones that are indoctrinating these reporters to write these absurd headlines that somehow Republicans are responsible for two gay guys banging in a Senate chamber. And somehow it's the Republicans' fault. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can follow me and send me your comments on Twitter at Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter, Instagram. If you're on Instagram at Ben Ferguson Podcast, and don't forget, I do a podcast every day. I'd love for you to download it, listen. It's free. Ben Ferguson Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back.
2: Much love, Ben.
3: Traveling for the holidays, Pure Talk has you covered. Because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network. So the coverage is second to none. So don't delay, folks. Switch to PureTalk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team. Now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com Levin. That's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M to make the switch. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com Levin to start saving on wireless right now.
1: All right, welcome back. It is the Marco Vin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. If you just joined us, uh, the new conspiracy theory of the night—it just—it it, it never ends. It never ends. You've got NBC News now saying somehow two dudes banging in a Senate chamber is somehow a conspiracy theory of the right, even though the guy's been identified and been fired. But it's somehow Republicans' fault that they were doing it, I guess. Yeah. Seems about right. 381 One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me go to line six. Lucille, listening on WABC. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Hello. Hi, Lucille. Go ahead. Lucille, you there? All right. I guess we lost her. We'll try to get her back. Let me go to. Uh, let me go to Brian in Pennsylvania. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hi.
2: Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to comment. Not only am um, I'm a Catholic, but I'm a gay Catholic, and I'm also married. And I'm married because the state of Pennsylvania tells me I'm married with our license. We have a good relationship in our congregation. When we were married, we had uh, members from our church attend, and also from another parish. And I just wanted to make some comments. First of all, matrimony, this, the sacrament of matrimony, wasn't adopted by the Church until 400 years after Christ. Christ told us that there was no marriage in heaven. And a blessing is simply an invocation of prayer. And our Church blesses dogs and cats and tractors. And that's okay. But human beings can't be blessed because uh, of
1: who so, they so, so okay then, then then here great question so let's have this conversation okay um i'm okay with a tractor being blessed because is a tractor sinning simple is question a brian sinning? yeah it's it's paganism it's like
2: witchcraft it's an inanimate
1: object it no it's it's none of those things that's lunacy of course it is it's a
2: it's, it's a non a pagan... it's a
1: first of all it's a non-living thing it's a tractor and if you are a, a farmer and you're providing and giving people nutrition and you're farming the fields and that the god has given you i have no problem with saying hey please bless, bless my my tractor that's that's not a pagan thing that makes sense like that's a person that's not now would i want them to bless a prostitute for her work hours no would i be okay with a priest saying god bless you and i'm gonna bless your cocaine smuggling business no you you don't understand sin brian if you're having
3: problem understanding the difference more coming up Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered. Because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network. So the coverage is second to none. So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team, now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com Levin. That's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com Levin to start saving on wireless right now.
2: Mark
0: Levin. A proud fanatic for the Constitution. Call him now
1: at 877-381-3811. Welcome. It is so nice to have you with us. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. And it's nice to have you with us. The adults are back in charge in D.C. They're just um, back in charge, bending each other over in Senate chambers. I, instead of, I, I am. I, I will say this. Stop it! Don't antagonize me. Don't. No, I'm going to try to keep it G-rated. I'm just glad to see that they're bending each other over in D.C. in the Senate chambers instead of the American people every day. Like that's the one perk of the story uh, of this staffer on the Democrat side doing a you know gay sex tape. Like at least they're bending each other over instead of the American people for an hour. Like there's any if there's any silver lining of the story, that's it. Now, remember when. They tweeted out the Democrats, the adults are now back in charge in Washington, D.C. Let me just go through what's happened uh, since Joe Biden and the adults have been back in charge. Let's just let's just dive through this. After Joe Biden was elected, the White House Democrats said this was the return of adults in charge in Washington. Since his election, there has been no shortage of scandals exposing the communist, socialist, and Marxist Democrats, their degenerate behavior, their perversion in the halls of, of power in D.C. and in the White House. Uh, Breitbart News put together one hell of a list reminding people of this. So, so let's just start with, with this. Here are the most recent Democratic sta- uh, scandals under Joe Biden's presidency. Number one, Democratic staff are having sex in the Senate. A graphic video emerged of a Democratic staffer for Democrat Senator Ben Cardin, we just talked about this, having sex with someone in the United States Senate hearing room in the U.S. Capitol, which uh, is government property, and the American taxpayers fund it. There is a side note to this I just want to bring up real quick, and that's this. We had the entire—if you want to know if there's two systems, a uh, two-tier system of, of government in this—of uh, justice in this country— Look no further than this story. How the hell was this dude not arrested? How is there not a mugshot? January the 6th happened. They found every damn grandmother they could find in America. They went on manhunts for like two years. Going after people that didn't hurt anything in the Capitol, didn't steal anything, didn't break anything. You've got a graphic sex tape video of two dudes banging on the Senate hearing room at the U.S. Capitol and no one's been arrested. Nobody was banging on January the 6th. Can I get an amen? At least not in the Capitol. The video that showed the staffer your tax hours paying the staffer naked and all all fours on a table where, where senators conduct their business. Now Again, it's at least it was on the Democratic side of the room. Number two, porn webcam Democrat Virginia Senate candidate Susanna Gibson. In September, the Washington Post revealed that Susanna Gibson, a Democratic candidate for the Virginia Senate seat, and a nurse practitioner had performed sex acts with her husband while for, for a live online audience on a website and encouraged viewers to request sex acts and pay them with tips. Some of the videos archived online were as recent as September the 30th of 2022. Gibson lost a race by fewer than a thousand votes. So I guess Democrats are just like, I'd do it anywhere. Do it in the Senate. Do it on TV. We don't care. Number three, again, remember, the adults are back in charge. You had the baggie of cocaine found in the White House in July. That bag of cocaine was found inside the White House, but no one knows whose it was. We've got cameras everywhere. Can't figure out if it's Hunter Biden or who knows who else's it could have been. But you, it was found by a Secret Service agent. The Secret Service later claimed there was, quote, insufficient DNA present and they would not, they could not identify the owner of the bag of cocaine. Fox News' Jesse Waters later claimed documents obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request showed that there were three vials of DNA from the investigation. So I wonder who was lying there.
7: Fox News alert.
1: Primetime FOIA the Secret Service over the cocaine investigation.
7: And we just got back over 100 pages of documents. And the Secret Service has been lying to you about everything. Here's why. When the cocaine was first found, they said it was in the library where the first family lives. We have a yellow bar stating cocaine, hydrochloride. They much found in the library. Then there were reports that the cocaine was actually found outside the situation room.
5: Now the investigation has progressed, and so they're saying the West Executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the situation room.
7: The Secret Service then said no. It was in a cubby with a lot of foot traffic around it. And yes, there are cameras, but that particular cubby was in a blind spot. How do you mistake the library for the situation room and the situation room for the cubbies? Because when I'm in a library, I know I'm in a library because there's books everywhere. Does it look like there's books everywhere? That's a wall of cubbies. They say the Coke was found in locker number 50, right there in the middle. And there's a key missing. Now, what do you think the chances are that the Secret Service has the key? Because Primetime thinks the Coke may have been planted in the cubby after it was found in the library. Good thing we have the documents from the Secret Service right here. But here's the thing. The Secret Service redacted where the cocaine was first found. Now, if the cocaine was actually first found in the cubby and they photographed it in the cubby, Why would they redact that? And then at one point, the Secret Service says, this suspicious substance is a white powder in a small Ziploc bag on the redacted lobby floor. What lobby floor? The lobby into what room? The library? And I thought they found the cocaine in the cubby. Well, the cubby's not on the floor. The cubby's on the wall. And later on in the night, they said it was in the cubby, and they didn't redact that. They want us to think it was found in that little locker. And initially, after the hazmat team tested it, the white powder came back positive for opioids and amphetamines. It was only after additional tests that they determined it to be cocaine. And that's confusing, because on the audio you heard from hazmat, it was cocaine. Cocaine. A white powdery opioid? That's fentanyl. Maybe. I thought these tests were supposed to be accurate. So far, this bag has tested positive for opioids, amphetamines, cocaine, caffeine, and baking soda. But here's where it gets even more suspicious. They told us they didn't find any DNA.
1: But the documents... By the way, listen to this. Remember, they said there was insufficient DNA, insufficient DNA for the cocaine. Were they lying to us about that? Was the Secret Service covering it up for the president? Listen, say they did. Remember, the
7: Coke baggies been blown up. The Secret Service took the evidence from Quantico and they destroyed it. They didn't want the FBI to have it. But there's more evidence that they didn't destroy An envelope with three tubes of DNA. Where'd they get the DNA from? They got the DNA off the baggie. So the Secret Service lied, and so did the White House. They did find DNA on the baggie, and the DNA was processed and has been moved to an evidence vault for preservation. So the Secret Service has an insurance policy. We asked the Secret Service for an explanation and they said, oh, it's secondary DNA. But the initial Secret Service report clearly said there was no DNA found and there is no physical evidence. But the documents show they're keeping a DNA sample in an evidence locker. Is this so Biden's dog bites another agent? They have
1: something. By the way, I had to play that for you because it just tells you how corrupt our deep state is, our government. So, so, so to recap that, you got cocaine. It was found outside in the library. Then it was found outside in the parlor floor. Then it was found in a locker. Then it was found not in the locker. Then it was found by the locker. And then it was found with no DNA. But there is DNA, three vials of DNA. And, and then we redacted everything. And then we got rid of the evidence. Welcome to your United States government. You just paid for all of that. By the way, who uses the library? Family of the president of the United States of America, the family members, it's where the family goes. So there's a chance that the cocaine could have been a family member's cocaine in the White House. Do you remember how the media really didn't cover that? Like we did, but like they didn't, right? And if that's not enough to embarrass the White House, right, remember the adults are back in charge, the responsible ones are back in charge. Just a few months before Cocaine Gate. You had a dude with fake boobs, a trans influencer, as they call them, at a pride event at the White House, flashing his fake breasts at the White House event. So going topless, like big fake tatas at the White House event that also hosted children. The trans influencer, a dude who wants you to call him Rose Montoya pulled down his dress and grabbed his fake breasts in a video that was widely circulated on social media. I'm sure NBC News, though, wrote an article about this saying uh, Republican media, right, alleges that a dude with breasts pulled down his dress allegedly at the White House, but we can't confirm it. The White House, by the way, was forced to condemn the acts and ban the dude with fake boobs from visiting the White House ever again. Those are just the top four embarrassing moments that have happened like in the last year at this White House while the adults are back in charge. The Navy also enlisted a drag queen influencer to recruit more sailors back in May. Your tax dollars went to this propaganda. The Navy revealed that it was, in fact, recruited, recruiting or did recruit, I should say, past tense. A drag queen influencer is part of a pilot program paying the drag queen influencer to help recruit more people into the Navy. The influencer, who is an active duty sailor named Joshua Kelly, goes by the name Harpy Daniels and had performed for other service members during deployments on ships. And they said, well, you're a drag queen influencer. We need you to be a part of this program to go out there as a drag queen and bring more people into the Navy come serve the Navy with other drag queen influencers, I guess was how they wanted this to work out. I'm not done with the list. I've got more 877-381-3811. By the way, Mr. Producer, I'm, I'm for sure now on a list. Uh, Apparently me talking about the Catholic church and the, and the, and the two dudes having sex on the desk and Washington has now got me on a some sort of LGBTQIA list I'm getting like hundreds of tweets at me while we're in the show from all these people saying that I'm like the worst person in the world. Like if you're going to do it, guys, at least space them out like in like three minute intervals. So it's not like all at the same time. So it's clear that you got an email of like Ben Ferguson's the meanest person in the world. Ben Ferguson filling in for Marco. Levin. We'll be right back.
3: love, Ben. Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered. Because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network. So the coverage is second to none. So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team, now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin. That's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com slash Levin to start saving on wireless right now. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson
1: filling in for the great one. Really nice to be with you tonight. I want to get some of your phone calls in here. 877 877- 381 if you can't get through on the phone you can send me a message on instagram ben ferguson podcast there on twitter ben ferguson show on facebook as well and getter and all the other ones uh also don't forget download my podcast i'd love to hang out with you there as i do that every day it's free wherever you get your podcast ben ferguson podcast during the break uh i, I you guys are going to laugh at our conversations that we have so I, I i go to break and i look at my text messages and a buddy of mine sends me this message and it's like he's like dude I want to buy this so bad for the kids for Christmas, but I think my wife might murder me. So I click on the link. It is a uh, 40 pound bag of Lucky Charms marshmallows only. So not like the cereal, like just the that you can add to any cereal you want to. So we were laughing about like how much trouble we'd all be in with our wives. Well, then there's like two pound bags and two and a half pound bags. You can go see this. It's around Amazon. So as I'm doing that, we're laughing. I'm like, what cereal could you, would not be improved by Lucky Charms? Cornflakes, improve it. Bran flakes, improve it. Like there's no cereal you would be disappointed by adding marshmallows into it, in my opinion. And as, I'm, as we're looking at this, this brings me now to my bigger point. Right below the link for these assorted dehydrated marshmallow bites, is the cereal marshmallows as they're called in the label, There is packets of hot chocolate Swiss Miss marshmallows with and it says mega marshmallows. Okay, so it's 30 count hot cocoa packets option of 27 different sizes. And then it says below it. And this is why I'm talking about this on the show. Snap EBT eligible. Tomorrow by 8 a.m. if I order right now. If you want to know when we lost this country, it's when we started paying for people's hot chocolate. Like, there's your sign, America. I, I, I am okay with helping people buy food if they're in dire need of food. Like, I am. I really am. I mean that. I'm okay with it. But this idea that I should pay for your mega marshmallow Swiss Miss packets, that that's my... That that, that, that that is what I should pay for that you should be able to buy the 30 pack of of of, of hot chocolate packets with me paying for it No that is not a ba- that's that is what I would refer to and what my dad would have referred to growing up as a luxury item. Hot chocolate is a luxury, not a necessity. And then I clicked on that and then I found out I can actually buy the dehydrated marshmallows with an EBT food snap card as well because they're eligible, as well as chocolate chips, candy bars, Capri Suns. Like I just clicked on each item because you can actually click on the snap part and then like you can go and see what else is eligible. If you want to lose your mind in like five seconds, go on Amazon and look at all of the crap. That is EBT eligible. I'll give you another example. During the holidays, you know that blue tin of cookies that you get? Those butter cookies. I think they're called Royal something. Like there's like five different designs. Yeah, that's food stamp eligible. God help us. This is how you lose a country and you ruin a country. And this is how you destroy a country all in one second. All right, let me get to your phone calls. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Jesse in California. You're on the Marco Levin Show. Ben Ferguson sitting in high.
8: Hi, hey Ben. How's it going? Good. How are you? Um, I'm not too bad. Uh listening to the show, and I find it quite interesting. Uh, I've been kind of thinking about this a lot with the uh, whole talk radio thing. And it seems like the biggest thing conservatives have is I want to complain about either something or somebody. I don't hear a lot of policy discussions. Um, It just seems like a bunch of whining. And for a group of people who went around and focused memes about, like, skyscreaming and calling people snowflakes. It's just interesting that it seems like that's all you guys are doing. All
1: right, let's have that conversation. I like it. I'll take the bait. Hold on for me. We'll come back, and we'll have that conversation. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be
3: right back.
0: broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. It is so nice to have you with us, and the adults are back in charge in Washington, D.C., That's what they said when Democrats won back the White House and the adults are back in charge. And what have they been doing? Well, they've had Democratic staffers having sex in the Senate. You got a porn webcam Democrat Virginia Senate candidate, Susanna Gibson, who was taking tips while her and her husband would act out things online to their audience. You had a baggie of cocaine found in the White House. You had a trans influencer, a dude with fake boobs, Uh, flashing and going topless at a White House picnic with children there. And then you had the Navy enlist a drag queen influencer to recruit more sailors. This after a Democratic mayor was arrested on child porn-related charges back in March. The former Democratic mayor of College Park, Maryland, he was a real fancy guy. Wasn't he good friends with uh, Mayor Pete? Isn't that right? Was it Pete or somebody in the administration he was tight with? Yeah, I think it was Mayor Pete. He was arrested on dozens of charges of possessing and distributing child porn. Yeah, the adults are back in charge. The mayor, former mayor, reportedly a tight friend with the transportation secretary, Mayor Pete, had been photographed with Representative Nancy Pelosi and other high-profile Democrats. He resigned prior to his arrest. He was sentenced to 30 years in jail last month. Yeah, the adults are back in charge. Oh, I forgot about this guy. This This is, you know, the adults back in charge. Remember the non binary Biden senior official and the BDSM practitioner caught stealing luggage at airports? Yeah, there was that guy. In December, the top Biden Department of Energy official, last December, uh, and dog play fetish Sam Britton was caught stealing luggage at the Las Vegas airport. In April, the, the now former Biden official agreed to a plea deal to pay the victim nearly. $3,670 and receive a suspended jail sentence of 180 days probation. Yeah, there you go. That's that's just normal, right? No big deal here. You also had an Army colonel exposed in a, in a pup play in December. It was exposed an Army colonel had taken photos of himself in uniform in a dog mask, including uh, in what appeared to be an official Army photo. Then there was an account that exposed the colonel who had since retired. The retired colonel had numerous photos of himself in a dog mask and uniform, Posing with junior service members. The Army said it was investigating the photos, but the outcome of that investigation is, quote-unquote, still unknown. Not, not, not a joke there. Yeah. The Democrats, are back in charge. My my favorite one, though, my favorite one is fang, fang, fang bang, bang, right? You remember that one? Don't laugh, Mr. Producer. There, there's nothing better than Eric Swalwell. I, I, er, if, if Eric Swalwell... Needed a perfect partner in life. It'd be chicken. This guy is falling. chicken little guy. Remember the guy that the biggest accomplishment was eating a greasy bucket of chicken and, and the Congress. Uh, oh, what is that congressman's name? He Like he's done nothing in his whole life except eat chicken from KFC in a bucket. Calling someone a chicken. Remember that? What was his name? Oh, uh, oh, uh, something. Co- Steve Cohen. Yeah, that guy. So it was revealed that, you know. This Chinese Communist Party spy that was, you know, banging representative, bang-banging Eric Swalwell was named Fang Fang. She was bang-banging him. Uh, she was able to place interns in his office because she was banging him, not in the Senate chamber from what we understand. So that's good news. So Swalwell has never addressed the allegations that his relationship with the alleged Chinese spy was quote-unquote sexual because why would the media ever hold anybody account for any of that at all? There's your, there's your Democrats back in charge. That's just your highlight reel for you. All right, I want to go to your phone calls. Uh, the 800 number, one All right, Jesse, I want to go back to you, and I want you to state what you said before the break for people just joining us. Go ahead.
8: What I stated earlier was the fact that it seems that as, as I consume talk radio and conservative media, it seems that a lot of it is just Complaining about people and things that you guys don't like I don't hear a lot of policy discussions or ideas
1: and You know, all right, let's start with that real quick then Um, Have you not been listening as we've been talking about policy decisions on border security? like have you missed all of the conversations on talk radio about securing the southern border and stopping the flow of fentanyl into this country and the number of people that have been caught coming across the border who have been on the terrorist watch list just in the last year alone, or the 30,000 that came across the border this weekend, or the 10,000 a day that are coming across the border? Because you say we don't talk about policy issues. In fact, right now, we're in a massive fight over a policy issue that we don't want to send money to Ukraine when we have a wide-open national security issue at our southern border. So you've, like, completely missed all of that, for example. No. Okay, so we do... So, uh, hold on. So, talk radio, which has... Done one hell of a job this year of exposing the open, poor southern border, not just from a humanitarian crisis and the sex trafficking and the fentanyl, but now from a national security standpoint where Democrats are now coming along, including the Arizona governor and multiple now congresspeople that are Democrats from border state Texas, who have come out in the last week saying that the president of the United States of America is not doing their job to the point where the Democratic Arizona governor, talking about policy issues, has activated the National Guard because it's so out of control in Arizona at her border right now with 10,000 people coming across every 24 hours. So so that you're saying is us just complaining, not actually talking about how to fix it?
8: Then I understand that this is an entertainment program. No, it's not, not an entertainment program. program.
1: So you don't understand. That's wrong. If it was an entertainment program, we'd be talking about what's on TV tonight and, and 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 Meghan Merkel. But we're not. We're talking about serious issues like fentanyl that is killing more people under the age of 35 than anything else right now in this country that's not entertainment that's talking about the facts the fact that this year we've had more people come across the southern border who were on the terrorist watch list in the last five years previously combined is not entertainment the fact that we're talking about the demise of the of of the of faith and religion and the pope who is out there blessing same-sex couples right now and how this is the fall of 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 actually having Real values within the world is not entertainment. Entertainment would be talking about Britney Spears flinging knives around in a TikTok video. That's not what we do here.
8: If you want to list 20 different things and not let your person talk. um, No, I'm just calling out
1: your BS when you made up a lie. You said this show, uh, you said condescendingly, I understand this show is about being entertaining. No, it's not. It's not about being entertaining. It's about actually talking about issues and bringing light to issues so that there is accountability in government and that things actually change. It's the same reason why we have a new Speaker of the House, by the way, this year, who's Johnson, who's a hell of a lot better than the guy that was selling out conservative values in Kevin McCarthy. You think that wasn't done by talk radio? Was that, quote, entertainment, Jesse?
8: <laughs> Actually, it was quite sad. I mean, um, you guys can't get your act together, but...
1: No, no see, um, that, see, hold on, no, 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 you didn't answer the question. That's, that's where you were trying to, by the way, I guess, be funny or entertaining. Don't do stand-up. It would not work well. I asked you a serious question. Would... Kevin McCarthy, who I'm sure you like because you're a liberal and he's a liberal guy who, when he didn't get his way, he resigned from the house and is going to take his toys and go home. And that's exactly why we didn't want him to be the speaker in the first place. And you say, well, you guys don't have your act together. We do have our act together. We got rid of a guy that wasn't a good speaker and replaced him with Johnson, who is actually a great speaker, who is actually doing what he said he was going to do. And you say that all talk radio does is, quote, complain and whine we literally got rid of a speaker of the house Jesse in the last year then he didn't resign
8: did he he quit he got fired because
1: no he quit well, from no. Congress he quit he just quit and said I'm going home I'm not going to finish my term the same guy who said "Oh, I care about America and I'm here to represent the people when he didn't get his way he's like well if you're not gonna let me be speaker I'm literally gonna quit and he gave his four speech what was it last week quitting Congress
8: well, that's on him. People do that. If you, if okay. you let people talk so, more than one sentence, it, do, it does help with the conversation. You talk a bunch of
1: sentences, and I get one reply, and I can't— Jesse, when accept- you make—when you lie, I call you out for the lies. When you make up things that aren't true, I'm going to call you out for the things that you said that are not true. I don't let them stand there like they are fact. I challenge you. So I go back to the same thing I just asked you a second ago. You said that talk radio, all we do is complain, and I gave you examples of where we are driving the conversation and actually making changes in policy to the point where for the first time in history, we got rid of a a, a, a guy that said he was going to be a conservative who really wasn't and replaced him with someone that was a real conservative, showing that this is talk radio taking action and standing up for values that we believe in and making policy decisions the point of changing the speed of the House. And you won't admit, OK, Ben, you're right on that one. Yeah, you guys did pull that off.
8: Ben, you just lied about Swalwell. He had never slept with that person, and there is no I, I, evidence. I,
1: I, I, hold on. Whoa, 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 Has he ever said he didn't sleep with her? Oh, is that the criteria now? No, no. You just said re- that I lied. I said he had a relationship with her. He admitted he had an intimate relationship with her. Whether they had sex or not, I don't really care. But he was having a relationship and dating a Chinese communist spy. We can agree on that. No, he was not. No, okay. This not. is see. This is where this is where I say, Jesse, you're losing the argument. You're grabbing at straws. I'm going to move on. Call a local radio show and practice, and maybe you'll get better at this. But I'm sorry, like I'm not going to let you rewrite history. Hit, Fang Fang and Swalwell were 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 straight up a couple, and they were dating. And it's obvious from the pictures. He never said they weren't. By the way, so I'll move on from that. But thanks for playing. That was really fun for me. 877-381-3811. 877 381 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Marco Van. Really nice to have you with us. And I want to get straight uh, into your phone calls eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let me go to uh, how about Chris, line two. Welcome. You are on the Marco Van Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good man. How um, are you? I
9: just wanted to comment on um, uh, pretty good. Um, I want to comment on food stamps in general. Um, as a conservative, and I really don't know what that means anymore, but I'm against foreign aid. And I think all the foreign aid we have should be used for things like, among other things, uh, Medicaid and food stamps to help our own people. But we are so quick to help foreigners in this country, but um, not not quick to help our own people. Yeah. Um, there are, there are um, Americans getting kicked out of uh, fancy hotels to make room for foreigners, with their choice of mattresses and their room service at the Marriott. And this is all documented in the Washington Times. Americans don't seem so upset uh, that their fellow Americans are being kicked out, and and that these foreigners are being given you know the cash assistance. I read the other day. I sure. Mean, well, I'm, dude, I, I had, had this
1: debate the other night with uh, Piers Morgan. I was doing his TV show. And he was like, I never thought I'd see a day where you guys, conservatives, would be in favor, as he described it, Vladimir Putin and Russia taking uh, over another country. How, how can you not be in favor of the support, right, as, he, as they described it? How could you not be in, in favor of supporting um, Ukraine? And I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm against supporting Ukraine, but I'm not willing to send my money blindly to Ukraine with no accountability for the corruption that happens in Ukraine. I'll give you an example. I went over to to, to Hungary. I met with Viktor Orbán uh, in, in in Budapest, and we've met several times now. And I went and met with some different people in the government. They were talking about the corruption. the The corruption is unbelievable in. Ukraine. And they basically described it. And this was at the very beginning of the war. They said, be careful. You guys are going to get roped into this when you're sending money over here. It's it's going to disappear. And and, and they're going to lie in their pockets. And you better be paying attention, because if you think Russia is corrupt, you've seen nothing until you go into Ukraine. And they described some of the Ukrainian corruption and what happens. A lot of people don't know that the majority of the uh, the oligarchs in Ukraine are actually hanging out in five star hotels in Warsaw. And when the money goes over there, a lot of the money ends up going into specifically um, into the bank accounts of the oligarchs who get their hands on the supplies, okay? That happen, and so the the supply chain issues for the war. So the money comes in, and they say they need X, Y, or Z, and they're like, okay, great. Well, X, Y, you know, like uh, all right. Well, then call my brother, call my cousin, call my best friend. They'll fulfill that order, and the markup is outrageous. And so we're just wasting our money uh, in Ukraine. And that's my point is I'm I'm not against helping Ukraine fight Russia. I am in favor of sending them blank checks indefinitely, and that's what the Biden administration has been advocating for. They've been saying we'll stay with Ukraine as long as it takes, no matter what. I'm not willing to write that check as an American citizen. The second part is this. As an American citizen, when it comes to the issue of Ukraine, we don't have the money we're sending them in in our budget. We don't. Let's be very, 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 very clear. We're borrowing that money. We're borrowing the money for Ukraine. Um, Senator Tubberville said this, by the way, and he said it was interesting. He said this on Fox Business. I want to play this for you. He said, I was with Zelensky in Kiev three months before this happened. We could have stopped it at that time. Listen carefully to what he described about this whole entire conflict and how big we screwed it up, because the White House is now seeking $106 billion, which we don't have, for Ukraine. Then they're throwing in Israel, Taiwan, and the border, right? The
3: majority of it's going to Ukraine. Listen. Just one other thing. And the other side, other parts of this bill is foreign aid, national security funding bill. Look, I... I love him to death, but Lindsey Graham keeps making this argument and Democrats make this argument. This is a Joe Biden's argument it's Chuck Schumer's argument. I hear Lindsey making the argument and I love Lindsey, but I don't disagree with him that if we don't give him 60 million dollars, six, I'm sorry, 60 billion dollars, Ukraine, Russia is going to invade Poland and this and that and NATO and going to have a world war um, First of all, I don't think $60 billion is going to matter because it looks like a stalemate. You may disagree, but that's just my reporting. It looks like I don't know what this extra money is going to do exactly. And second of all, the threat that Russia will come down and invade all the NATO countries, I mean, that threat need never materialized if we had a strong, tough president in the first place. Exactly. This never would have happened with President Trump. I was with Zelensky in Kyiv three months
0: before this happened. We could have stopped it at that time had we given him arms at the border, say, listen, look what we have, don't come in. Joe Biden said, ah, oh, it's gonna be a small incursion. You know, I just talked to uh, President Putin. Well, it's been a small incursion, Our half a million people have been killed. But it, the problem is with, with me, I'm, i am heard the same thing from a lot of people. They're gonna keep
3: going through Europe. He can't take Eastern Ukraine, Russia can't.
1: Did you hear that? He can't take Eastern Ukraine. So why buy into this liberal logic? We'll have more about that coming up next. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. This
0: is America's Constitutional Convention, The Mark Levin Show.
1: Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I got a montage I got to play for you. You may actually want to record this on your phone and, and send this piece of audio to, to your family and friends. This would be a great way to start just by playing what I'm about to play for you for, you know, Christmas when you get together. And, and you, if you want to stir the pot a little bit, the media has now moved into crisis management mode because they're actually afraid that Joe Biden really does suck and is the worst president that this country has seen. Uh, beating out Jimmy Carter for modern political history. And and they're freaking out right now that there's a real good chance that Joe Biden is going to cost the Democrats the White House. Now, it's also, I think, pretty clear at this point that Donald Trump's the nominee, unless something just unbelievable happens in the campaign. And it's not going to be indictments that's going to take him out. Uh, the Republican establishment... They're also doing what they always do, right? They're they're coalescing behind their most mod candidate, their their neocon candidate. That's Nikki Haley, you know the the, the war hawk Nikki Haley. They love Nikki Haley like she's like the greatest thing since Mitt Romney, and then the greatest thing since Jeb Bush. Like they're just in love with Nikki Haley, and so she's now the thing. And, and I get what they're trying to do. It's it, it, if if you hate Trump, then you got to have an alternative, and Nikki's that alternative for them. And they're hoping that she can pull off something in Iowa, New Hampshire, and then go into South Carolina. and Then people will really be freaking out. I get it. Like, I understand the politics of it. I do. But right now, it's Trump's party. It's it's Trump's. Like, that's just the reality. The media understands that. The media is not really thinking that Trump's going to be challenged in the primary. So what they're doing now is they're they, they're trying to somehow figure out a way to get Nikki Haley to be your alternative because they're going to tell you that Donald Trump's going to destroy the country and everything that we believe in. I want to play this for you because it's just amazing. All right. And this is the media warning of a potential second Trump presidency. It's just gold. Listen to some of the crap they're saying now. And if you don't think this is orchestrated, that's why we put this montage for you. To prove that the media works together, like it may say MSNBC on the screen and then the other channel may say CNN. The other channel may say ABC and the other one may say NBC. The other one may say CBS, but it's still all of them working together. Listen carefully. What would a second Donald Trump term look like?
5: Well, he cannot be the next president. Um, it, it Because if he
4: is, you can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada. We can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America and shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah, that means he can shoot the first lady.
5: We're going to see violence the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th.
4: Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer, and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Terminate the Constitution. Rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail, or their rights might be suppressed especially minority groups in society. You might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Every one of us, our freedom, our liberty, none of us is safe. It's going
9: to have people around him executing against an enemy's list.
4: Assassinate
9: generals. Ordering troops. Uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. Going to, he's going to basically
5: burn the House down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities between
9: Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. Wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed.
4: People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. The end of democracy yet. I think that could be the end of our democracy but democracy is dead if Trump is reelected
5: you up to Putin that democracy will be at risk
0: the absolute destruction of the justice department as we know it the justice department
5: could be entirely transformed
4: i'm really concerned about that
5: every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration
4: he's reelected he will curb transgender rights and the, the rule of law
9: arrest political opponents to persecute not prosecute but persecute his enemies
5: take a wrecking ball to the rule of law he's going to make the law everyone else will have to follow vote for donald trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in
9: to go after the independent and free parts of American civic
7: life he would tear down our institutions purge
9: the government
7: of employees department by department effort to weaponize the powers of the government to use the
9: military to quash protests, reading the government of all democratic safeguards junking American democracy as we have always known it that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term, I that he would never leave
5: office, there's no question
9: Trump is re-elected, he won't leave Donald Trump will never leave office
5: voluntarily and what that means is that everybody who wants us to remain a republic has to put every other thing aside and work together urgently right now to stop that from happening.
1: So if you want to know how much Donald Trump's leading by, just listen to that. Like, that's just the greatest thing ever, right? Like, just just listen to it, hear it, and you understand it. You're like, oh, okay. It makes sense now. This is the Democratic Party, and the government, state-sponsored media, doing what they do best. He'll never leave the White House, folks. He'll never leave. He'll never leave. He's gonna. He could, he could shoot his own his own wife in the White House, and and, and 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 he could pardon himself, and and he would never leave. These people are psychos. I, I will never trust a party. Two things about the socialist, communist, Marxist Democrats. I never, ever, ever will trust a party that celebrates the, the butchering of, of unborn children, number one, you shouldn't either, and that is the Socialist, Communist, Marxist, Democratic Party. That, that should be like your first giveaway, don't trust these people, okay? And the second thing is, I'll never trust a party that accuses my team of doing everything that they're literally doing. They're the ones that said, we refuse to accept Donald Trump as the president, the legitimate president of the United States of America. And, and so what did they do? They decided to impeach him using a still dossier that they actually created out of thin air, that they actually employed the person to write, to, to come up with this, this mythical story, and they paid for it. Hillary Clinton paid for that document to be created. She also had a co-sponsor. The Democratic National Committee was the co-sponsor who paid for it. Like the Democratic National Party, the Democratic Party is who paid for it. So so do not ever forget that. And then they used that document. And Adam Schiff used that document to then impeach a, a president of the United States of America that they knew was rightfully elected because they said, we don't like you, the people, and what you've done, so we're going to overthrow the will of the people. That's a coup. And they impeached the president over a document that they knew that was user-generated. The FBI declared was user-generated. And this is how afraid they are now that Donald Trump's going to get reelected. You can hear it in this orchestrated effort. And they're going to stop at nothing. They're going to try to put him in jail. I I, I have no doubt. They're going to try to get him off the ballot, I have no doubt. They're going to try to say he can't be president because we've convicted him of these crimes. He's a felon, I have no doubt. Because of the same people that already tried to overthrow the will of the United States of America. The people voted. And now they're going to say, oh, well, you can't trust him. You can't trust him. Donald Trump will never leave office. He'll be like Mussolini or Stalin. Meanwhile, how many questions do do the Bidens have to answer about them being bought and paid for by Russia, by China, by Romania? Oh, by the way, I mean, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. Many of you that, that know me know that I co-host a podcast with Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, we did a three part series with James Comer, and and you should go like check it out when you have a second. Uh, it's Verdict with Ted Cruz, but but we did a three part series, and, and it comes out this week. Today's part one. James Comer is now sending a a crew down to Florida to de, to do depositions from that company that was going bankrupt, that that healthcare company that was going bankrupt, and then hired last minute to to raise them funds from overseas. Joe Biden's brother gave them six hundred thousand dollars, and then a check directly went to the president, Joe Biden in that, quote, fake loan payment, right? It's unbelievable what James Comer and Jim Jordan, the work that they're doing, absolutely phenomenal. Um, Grab it and listen to it if you get a chance, because it's really, 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 really interesting. But they're not like, these guys aren't playing games. Comer and Jordan are getting this job done. You should send them a Christmas card. I'm not kidding when I say that. And, and, And there's also Democrats are afraid because we're having success. So give me another example. This happened earlier today. Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill allowing any Texas law enforcement officer to arrest someone suspected of entering the U.S. illegally. Number one, we're going to need some bigger prisons in Texas. But number two, it's about damn time that there was a, that there was a way to, to actually fight back and it, 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 some people would say it took too long for, uh, you know, people to figure it out. We're the first in the nation to do this. Texas is the first in the nation to do it. First in the nation to do it. Where any law enforcement agent, uh, it, it, you know, personnel can arrest somebody who is in the country, in, in the state of Texas, illegally. So there, if there's any perk. Of Joe Biden being president and the abuse of power and and the refusal to to do your jobs like Mayorkas with border security, national security. And look, you see the National Guard, a Democrat in Arizona governor has activated the National Guard to help her with the the overrun of illegal immigrants. If there's any one perk, I think evil, good always comes from evil. I I, I believe that in, in, in a core, my core values. I really do. I believe that. And if there's any good that has come out of this disaster, which is the Biden socialist agenda, it is it is this one thing. States are now learning what states rights mean that they had forgotten for decades and even maybe a century. States are starting to realize that they have power over their state and they're starting to realize that they're going to have to start doing things instead of just always punting to the federal government and allowing the federal government in many ways just to run their state and their policies. And I think that's a blessing in disguise here that has happened. Is that there are a lot of states, whether it's Arizona, whether it's Texas, whether it's New Mexico. I mean, hell, even places like Washington, D.C. and New York City and Chicago are starting to realize that you can't just take the policies of the Democratic, you know, socialist national government and just say you do your thing because they'll bankrupt you in the process. Now, all these Democrats are now begging for more financial aid because they've blown through their aid from the federal government already this year taking care of illegal immigrants all these liberals are crying because the financial strain it's putting on their state and i'm like good this is what happens when lawlessness has to be paid for by somebody and now you're understanding for the first time what many of these border states are going through so good i'm glad you're feeling the pain Welcome to Kumbaya-ism when it's enacted and the disaster that it becomes. I want to get your phone calls. one 381 3811 one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Don't forget, grab my podcast. I'd love to keep up with you there. We'll be right back. love,
2: Levin.
1: Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It's really been a pleasure to spend some time with you tonight, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, I want to get to your phone calls now, one 877 381 By the way, Mr. Producer, apparently they're trying to get me twinning as like the worst person in the world on Twitter right now. The, the list I got on, I got on some LGBTQIA plus list, and they're really coming after me tonight. It's, it's actually quite fun. Someone was like, dude, I think you're trending right now. I was like, maybe I am. And then someone wrote, I can't find you. They're shadow baiting you on Instagram. Well, that wouldn't surprise me at all. It's just, you know, welcome to big tech. David, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Nice to have you with us. David, are you there? you're
4: doing a great job. And I want to make a point about your liberal caller. Yeah. The liberal caller is a person who is very typical of the left, who is in a a sort of a mass formation psychosis, in the sense that they cannot think for themselves. And you did a great job with him, by the way. But they will not answer your questions because they don't have answers. All they have is a cynicism about what they don't understand. And they've been fed and programmed all of their lives lies, just like Hamas has been fed lies about the Jewish people. Uh, The liberals have been fed lies about Christianity and about the the conservative uh, people in this country. They cannot think for themselves. And this is why they're dangerous, because in a mass formation, they could be told what to do. And you know what? It's funny because they try to use this against Trump on January 6th. They, they projected what they would do if told to do something onto the president, the great President Trump. And I'm just saying that this guy could not think for himself. You handled him brilliantly. You, you put it back on him. And I just had to call in to congratulate you
1: well thank you I, look I, I this is my thing i think we need to have more grand debates but if you talk to liberals like that long enough they'll bury themselves and and, and i don't what i don't do is you know people are like "Well, you're not letting them talk i'm like no as soon as they lie i call them out for that lie and we deal with that lie and then we can move on to the next point but i'm not going to just let you you know go on your liberal diatribe unanswered and that's what they're not used to right they're used to being around their friends and they're like donald, donald trump's gonna be mussolini okay i mean i i had this conversation literally i don't I, like six days ago there was a guy came up to me at the store and he was like i, I you know i'm gonna tell you something and i was like all right i have no kids with me i'll, I'll play a game like you know he was like, you know, you're you, how does it feel to know that you're going to have blood on your hands if Donald Trump gets back in office and he's and he's going to he's going to murder his uh, political opponents. He's going to be Mussolini. He's going to be, you know, he, same talking point. And I was like, all right, well, so tell me one thing Donald Trump's done that is directly comparable to Stalin or Mussolini. And he couldn't answer the question I was like, all right, then let's just take it down. Forget that. Let's, and I said, let's start all over. Tell me what Mussolini did that he was that he was known for. The dude couldn't answer that question. I was like, all right, well, you're you're the one that brought him up. So so let's go to Stalin, right? Let's go to Joseph Stalin. I was like, what did Joseph Stalin do that was so bad? Do you even know? Right? Like, do you and, and then I asked him, I said, Do you even know what country Stalin was associated with? And he didn't know that either. So I was like, okay, so you heard someone say Donald Trump's going to be Mussolini or Stalin if he gets reelected. You don't know who these people are. You don't know what they actually did in their lives. You don't know that that Stalin was a Soviet revolutionary and a politician of the Soviet Union. You have no idea. You don't even know when he was alive or dead. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that they knew he was dead. This is, it's a, it's a mental disorder, this Democratic Party now. See you back here soon.